0: Severe MMA, Severe MMA, Severe MMA, Severe MMA, the Severe MMA podcast is finally here. Welcome, welcome, everybody, it's episode 294 of the Severe MMA podcast. My name is sean Sheen and today's podcast is presented by manscaped and it's happy new year's from our sponsors manscape manscape is uh, the best below the waist grooming offering precision engineering tools for your family jewels and here is here uh, to have clean balls for you in the new year so ring in the new year with the right tools for the job um, so myself and, and Graham and all the lads over in Superior A lot of people listening to this have invested in manscaped already, and the uh, the, the grooming routines for 2001 are going to be uh, are going to be a, a big uh, a big difference to what they were in 2000 and, uh, and 2020. Uh, so it's, it's 2021, and and uh, spoiler alert, nuts our hairy nuts are still gross. So step into the new year with the tree standing taller and shave your bodies Manscaped is here to give you a new year's resolution. That you'll actually want to keep the perfect package treat bindo is the below the waist grooming package that you need to start off the year strong. That's the one I have. You see me and where's it gone? I don't know. It's down here somewhere. I think oh, I actually have it out in the bathroom today. Uh, so um, come out uh, of quarantine with clean balls, thanks to the lawnmower treat though That's the one with the um, that's it's waterproof trimmer and is uh, the, sca- the skin safe the uh, skin safe trimmer reduces next to your two best friends, the third generation trimmer even has a light to shine to, uh, on the promised land to, for 2021 and that light is is absolutely unbelievable it's also time to freshen up down there with the crop preserver, it's an anti-chafing uh, deodorant and moisturizer you already put deodorant on your armpits why not put them on the smelliest part of your body uh, and get ready to go for freshness as well with the crop reserver ball tone spray start the new year with a fresh set of testes thanks to manscaped uh manscaped even threw in their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably I'm telling you lads That alone is worth getting I, I'll, I'm, I'm a big man for those bags Obviously you know, you know Travelling up to events And stuff like that It's always handy To have a good bag like that In hotels And it's very difficult To get a good one And that is a really good one So um You can get the boxers as well Which are unbelievable I'm wearing them at the moment I'd say so Um they they just bring your uh, underwear again to the next level. So bring back sexy in two thousand and twenty one. I've I've found it hard to uh, change over from two thousand and twenty to twenty twenty one. Two thousand and twenty one sounds weird, but anyway. So get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code man uh, severe me at manscaped.com. So twenty percent off uh, and free shipping, which is an unbelievable deal. Use the promo code severe and manscape. Uh, new balls, new year, new year, new balls. Thanks everyone uh, for listening to that. And now we will check into the podcast. Today's podcast is uh, a Q and A podcast. As if everyone is uh, probably knows at this stage, I've been dealing with the Rona for the last while. Uh, so I haven't been able to put out the, the normal podcasts on Patreon and stuff like that. Although we did pretty good, Ian and uh, Jake helped me out and stuff. Uh, and they got one podcast up and I put a, an article up as well. So apologies this week for Patreon. But hopefully in the next week or two we shall be back to normal. I'm still dealing with it a little bit. So I'll uh, I'll run everyone through maybe my whole fucking uh, plight with it next week. Uh, if, if I'm fully recovered. Or maybe the week after. But I've, I've spoke for three minutes here and I haven't coughed yet. So I'm not too bad. so let's get into the questions here uh, all the questions answered uh if you haven't as well yet signed up on patreon patreon.com forward slash severe my podcast obviously the the conor mcgregor fight's coming up here pretty soon so hopefully we'll have additional stuff for that if i'm not fucking dead <laughs> no but I'm, I'm okay i've had a <coughs> i've had a pretty mild enough uh, bout of it to be honest but it's been the last four or five days have been a bit of a struggle but anyway let's get a uh, let's get straight into it now so um Qu- question from Christopher Graham be late now but what are your favourite things about Christmas and was this Christmas a very different occasion uh, due to the pandemic uh, for me it was it, it was pretty similar I suppose you know um, we usually have a very small amount of people around uh, the house and you know my nieces and nephews who I suppose would be the, the main ones for Christmas around here live literally f- what five doors down from me so it's uh, we're a pretty tight knit group and uh, it, it, you know the rules were this year you can have three houses or whatever it was or two houses uh together so we only had one house visiting another house so it wasn't we weren't breaking any rules or anything and still managed to fucking catch it but you know (laughs) these things happen but yeah it was Christmas was obviously going to be a little bit different this year it's just a bit weird but yeah I enjoyed it my favorite things about Christmas I don't know I think it's just like seeing the kids open the presents and uh, and Christmas morning, and you know the I love I love turkey and ham as well, and big turkey and ham fan. And Patrick always does the cooking around here. He calls, and and doesn't. He's uh, he's really good at it. So, uh, yeah, those are my uh favorite parts about it. Anyway. And not fucking getting a pandemic as well will be my favorite part from. uh from next year on uh what's the best present you were given this year actually i'm looking at the best present i was given this year i think because i was given um my girlfriend got me uh, a monitor so i've had a monitor for maybe the last six months or so That Patrick gave me it was kind of an old one he had uh, and he got a new one i was like Fuck, i don't really actually need one of these but it was it did a job so fair play to him but the new one he got me is like a fucking 4k or 1080p or whatever it is like 24 inch so it's really really good it's gonna help uh, produce videos a lot easier and things like that and are not even produce videos but do them live as well and also i got a, a stream deck uh elgato as well so the the level of production for live videos uh are just interviews recorded live is going to be uh is going to be going up a little bit so it's uh i'm deadly uh i'm very happy with that so there you go. And I also got a fucking sword from Game of Thrones, so that was brilliant. So. What was the worst, most appropriate or useless gift to you or someone your family has ever received? Oh, I don't know. I don't know um, and we get into MMA soon, but, what, well, um, I don't know, I've, I, have i you always remember, like, the shitty gifts you get, like, some stupid cup or something, but, yeah, I don't know, um, thoughts on Rugrug signing at one, and how do you see him going against Marcus Buchecha? uh, is he signed at one, I saw a few people saying that he's only going for, like, a one fight exemption thing, so I'm, I'm not 100% sure if that's the case or not, I actually meant to look, but then I got sick, so I forgot, um, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because Buchecha is obviously, I, I, you know, he's this is his MMA debut, I believe, but he's like the world champion, the best heavyweight jiu-jitsu player in the world from what a lot of people would lead you to believe. I know there's uh, another guy as well, uh, whose name, I don't know, uh, is it Gracie? It's a good Gracie, something like that, who, uh, who people say is the better, but he's, you know, one of the top three or four or five, whatever it might be, top two maybe for a lot of people, uh, heavyweights in the world, so... You know, Rogue rogue he is an unbelievable, you know, a demon athlete, a wrestler. You know, but he doesn't have like the 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 panache and the, the maybe the the technique that you'd expect to beat someone like Buchecha. So it will be interesting to see how he does it. Like if he beats, uh, if Rogue beats Buchecha, that's jiu jitsu gone. Like you know, that's the that's the jiu jitsu. So we'll uh, see how it goes. But it's exciting, isn't it? I'm really looking forward to seeing. I'd definitely be watching that. Uh, any thoughts, on Dean Barry? Uh, getting his debut against famed MMA journalist and straight-edge superstar destroyer Mike Jackson. Yeah, obviously that fight is... So Some of these questions might be a little bit old because they're from last week's Q&A. But anyway, so that fight has been cancelled now. But um, I think it's great matchmaking, to be honest. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, Mike Jackson is kind of known as a striker. Same with Dean Barry. Dean Barry's only, what, 3-1 in his career. Only he's had one fight in the last, what, 18 months or something like that. And, um... I think it makes a lot of sense that fight to be honest so i thought i didn't so i'm not wrong with that matchmaking and they're going making it again apparently so yeah I, I think that's uh i think that's good matchmaker uh commiserations on missing out on an gnarly on number 19 and number 13 on your 2020 ball predictions uh who got the better deal pfl by signing pettis or one by signing Rogue? oh yeah so i said Rogue would sign for bellator and pf uh pettis signed for pfl Shit, that's that's pretty close isn't it that's not a bad one now um So yeah, I don't know what the crack is with with Rogue Rogue, but let's talk a bit about um about Anthony Pettis signing for PFL. Um, it's interesting that these boys signing with PFL, like because what kind of money are Bellator offering? Like I know Bellator have been offering, you know, six figure deals per fight for a lot of these guys with names and stuff like that. So, you know, whether that is, let's say you're Anthony Pettis, what are they going to offer you? Like, are they going to offer you, you know? 500 grand to fight uh, per fight like they're probably not are you are they going after you 250 grand per fight mm, you know it's probably a little bit less than that so like are you if you're Anthony Pettis are you better off thinking like right I'm gonna go over to PFL maybe have three or four easier fights win this million quid get paid for the fights that I'm going to have in between that anyway and make a lot more money out of it now Uh, is backing yourself in that way the the best way to do it you know it might be it might be and we'll see and i know fighters love to back themselves and stuff so we'll see how it works because a few guys have done that now rory mcdonald and pedis have done it as well so uh we'll see how it works for them but it's an interesting move i think it's no one has really done it yet in terms of because the, the pandemic came and there hasn't been a season this year but let's see how it works for uh for Pederson, for Rory McDonald and see if they can see if they maybe even fight. You know, I know Pettis is probably fighting a one fifty five, but uh I wouldn't mind seeing that fight. Uh I have a bold prediction for twenty twenty one. The wiki dream fight, Todd Duffy versus Janet Vellante will finally be booked taught. It could be, could be, I wouldn't mind seeing it. Like I, I used to love a bit of Todd Duffy, he just looks like a fucking animal, but it's unfortunate he never fucking fights or anything. But we'll we'll uh, we'll see how it goes in the future, yeah. But um these things these things happen in MMA is this same. Right, next one up here. Uh, what does UFC f- use for foray into ABC on January sixteen mean for the ESPN deal? Uh, well, I think they're all kind of the same, aren't they? They're all under the same umbrella. But uh, obviously for people over on this side of the world, it means nothing, I'd say. But it seems like a big thing over there, you know. Um, it's, it feels like, you know, if it was on RT here or on the BBC in, in the UK and stuff. And I know, you know, Bellator made a big deal of being on the BBC. But I think we th- spoke at the time was you know BBC online which was very very different but ABC it seems like a big deal I don't fully understand it um but uh, you know and I, I think it was Ariel that said it's like uh ABC Fox and like two other ones or something but they were already they were on Fox not too long ago so I don't know is it as big as people may go but it's, it's still pretty big I suppose and ABC used to be like the home of combat sports as well so interesting uh, pfl have made some great signings this year pettis verdum shields etc are there any matchups you uh, would be interested in seeing next season should they try and get at least one big name per division i think they need more than one big name per division that's the thing about them as jake shields on them so maybe you know jake shields versus ronnie McDonald you know if pettis is going to fight at 155 you know um, him versus Brendan Lockdown, maybe, Brendan Lockdown's probably going to fight at 145 then, you know, Pettis versus McDonald will be good as well, but, you know, they're going obviously going to be way apart as well, it looks like, so, Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who maybe they could add in as well, and, you know, Tom Lawler's there as well, I don't know, is he going to fight, you know, heavyweight or light heavyweight, I think him versus Verdun would be a pretty good fight, um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, with that. Apparently, Zabi is going to be booked against Zombie in March. If they're going to wait, should they not just wait for the year matchup? I don't know. This year matchup seems to be one that's like never going to happen. It's everyone wants to see it, but uh, I don't know. It's it's just kind of falling by the wayside, and it's not at. ...that level where it's a title fight yet... ...where everyone is like... ...oh you need... ...this is the only fight that makes sense... ...just make it over and over and over... ...so like... ...if you look at there at the moment... ...Yair is ranked... Uh, ...number four... ...and Zabit is ranked... ...at number three... ...so like it's... ...it's a pivotal fight for both of them... ...absolutely but... what ...we need to just move on at this stage... ...because... These boys are getting bypassed. Like, look at Brian Ortega came back in, had one fight, and now he's after bypassing the both of them. So, like, they were in poor position to get that next title fight, but that that's what's after happening now. Um, what should Dana White's New Year's resolution be? Um, I think the matchmaking has been shocking recently, to be honest. I think it's been really bad. I wrote a bit about Leon Edwards, uh, but that's, like, we, we see it every week. And it's, like, matchmaking's a, a very hard thing to do, I know, and a very hard thing to get people at the right time to, to do. But, like some big fights some big up-and-coming contender fights or even some like new guys who've been signed like they should be easier fights to make and the ufc are just kind of fluffing them a lot so i didn't get better matchmaking be harder on the matchmakers and you know i think that's uh, you know something also pair the fighters more would be uh, a good one uh put on fights earlier would be a good new year's resolution so there you go uh okay thoughts on these bold predictions from Christopher Graham. At some point in 2021, there will be zero American UFC champions. Okay, so who have we'll we at the moment? So the champions at the moment: Figgy, not American; Yan, not American; Volkanovski, not American; Habib, not American; Usman, half American; Adesanya, not American; Blahovich, not American; Steve, American; Uh, Nunes, Zhang, Shashenko. So. That means Stipe could lose. Yeah, I could see that. And Usman could lose. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a ball prediction enough, I suppose. But could Usman... Let's say he's fighting Barnes next, isn't he? That fight's been made now for February, I believe. Uh, or February, February, March, anyway. In the next couple of months. Um, could he lose that fight? I don't think so, necessarily. Um, and who will be fighting after that? Maybe, Maybe... Co- well, it'd be Covington or Masvidal or Wanderby. maybe. So then There would be an American champion anyway. So that'd be tough. Maybe need to fight Leon Edwards. Um. So yeah, I think that's going to be the tough one. But it could be. It's a bold prediction. Nunes retires and Fedewaet is folded. I don't think Nunes is going to retire. I don't think Nunes is retiring. But yeah, uh, Shevchenko faces either Zhang or Nunes in 2021. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a. I think that's a good bet. I think that's a good bet. UC Davies in Paris with Gagne as the main event and Morgan Sharia on the card um hopefully if things get back to normal hopefully that would, like i don't think that'd necessarily be the boldest prediction of all time if uh if we weren't in the middle of pandemic but the the pandemic part is the issue with that uh izzy beats jones a light heavyweight rematch at heavyweight for the title in 2022 and loses uh but it's pretty bold. I don't think that'll happen. But anyway. Does Jessica Andrade have the best chance of becoming the UFC's first three-weight division champion? Who else is a good shot? Well, she's been a one-division champion. Hasn't she? Is she won two. No, she's only won one, has not she? How oh am I going mad? But uh, yeah, she's fought pretty well at all three divisions. You know, McGregor has fought at two divisions and been champions at two divisions. So I suppose that's the first person you'd look at. Because Nunes. Uh, it, there's no division up so she can't I don't think she get down to 125 Carme is retired and he's not getting down to 185 um, Sahuda maybe oh yeah well Sahuda I suppose is the better chance of anyone uh, and who else am I looking at there yeah so, Sahuda and McGregor but probably yeah probably Sahuda thinking about it now um, should Justin be the backup fighter for Conor Paria or Chandler or Hooker being given that distinction yeah I think the Chandler and Hooker fight Will be the the backup. It's on the same card as McGregor versus Poirier, I think it is. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's the one that's going to be a backup. And that's a fantastic fight, you know. I don't think we've talked about that in the podcast yet, but I love the um, I love that fight between uh Dan Hooker and uh, Michael Chandler. Like, m- I think it makes a lot of sense in terms of a matchup uh, of two very similar guys, but it also makes sense for the UFC in terms of like. My, what what region is Michael Chandler at in these uh, in, this, in these discussions like we all put him up there immediately as like uh, he should be ranked up near the very top he should be right in there talking about a title shot maybe one fight away and I don't know is that fair you know necessarily I think this is a shot that makes that talk fair if he can uh, you know, if he can beat Dan Hooker, everyone, I think, will realise then that Michael Chandler is a guy who is deserves to be ranked right up there in the top four or five in, in the UFC's division and getting talked about for a title shot. Now, I think a lot of people thought of that before, but the, the problem with Chandler is sometimes we we tend to forget Chandler's on the, at the end of his prime, I think, more than anything else. Like, Chandler, if he had signed for the UFC... Three years ago, I would have been a lot more, you know. I'm i very hyped about it still, but I would have been a lot more hyped about him as a top contender. Uh, I I don't I like I'm I i do not think he's as good as the top guys there right now. But most people aren't, so not just because he was a Bellator. Um, and I don't think he would have been a few years ago either. But I think he would have been closer if you know what I mean. So it's this is an interesting one. Like, I wouldn't, you know, a lot of people probably gonna have him as a big favorite here. I don't know. Would I have him as a big favorite here? Let's let's see on best fight ads uh what it's uh, what what the odds are on this fight are going to be because like Dan Hooker's a very very good fighter and um Michael Chandler hasn't you know he's he's won a couple of fights recently but he hasn't been on the the best run of his career over the last while so yeah Dan Hooker's the favorite which to me makes sense uh so yeah that uh that's going to be an interesting fight a huge fight for um huge fight for uh, Michael Chandler here starting off his UFC career uh, any thoughts on Buckley being given uh the, Ch- the Chichiro fight rather than his grudge match with Krauss. yeah this is just it again about the UFC matchmaking I don't think it's been great I think this is another sign this fight makes a lot of sense you know grudge match there for the guy with a big name and yet they're not making it so yeah I don't like this Um, what do uh, what do you think about the Hazmat withdrawal should they have postponed it or kept Leon on the card I wrote a little bit about this I think they absolutely should have kept Leon on the card He's been out too long. Um get him a fight, get him a win, he can either go in and fight Hamzat again, or now even more perfectly he could fight the winner for the title shot because that fight is coming up pretty quickly. So if you're Leon Edwards and you see that title fight gets made after um after your fight with Hamzad is uh is cancelled, you must be thinking they just want to put in Shimayev in here. It's like what what does what does Leon Edwards have to do? I I, I know like I've been a, i have been I have been um criticizing Leon Edwards over the last year and stuff, for but this is exactly what I've criticized him for in terms of what the UFC are doing. I criticized him because he hasn't taken these sort of fights when he needed to just take a fight any fight, and he said at this time I'll take the I'll take anyone you know. Um, and that was the right move, so I, I'm absolutely going back in that he, he, for, for in this case. And I'll criticise the UFC for the same thing. They should have given him the fight. Like, move on. You don't need. For, for Shimaev, I wrote in that article as well. For Shimaev, this isn't the most important fight in the world in terms of like. You could put. I'm look, looking at the rankings here. You could put in there. Instead of Leon Edwards, you could put in Gilbert Burns and fight him. And if he beat Gilber, Gilbert Burns, would it have the same uh, effect if he, as if he beat Edwards? I think absolutely. Masvidal, more so. Wanderby, probably more so as well. Maybe not Woodley. Maya, I think Maya would be up there as well. And okay, after that, you have Kessa, Magni, whoever. But there's three or four different fights you could get, you give Shamayev there that have the same effect as be, beating Leon Edwards. Whereas Leon Edwards, you, he's at a, a stage now where he just needs a fight. You know, he needs a fight where he no matter who he beats he you know if if it's one of KSN Magni who are fighting in the main event now if he beats one of those he's going to be right there thereabouts for a title shot anyway so i think that fight uh i fought just any fight for leon edwards made since the uh, made since there but they want to give this this fight make no mistake about it this is a shamaya fight this is not a leon edwards fight um and that's the way the us are thinking about it and you know if you disagree with that you just have to see what they've done uh here in the, the decision making they've made so uh thoughts on the pay-per-view price bump um look it's mcgregor starting a new year They've made bigger profits. They Hawaii was blown about they've made the biggest profits they've ever made over the last year. And they're still putting up the prices. So the UFC don't give a shit about fans. Um, they, you know, just good old greed as as uh, as uh, Christopher Graham says here. Absolutely. Uh, should Haraguchi get the next Bellator Bantamweight title shot uh, against Arquilada. Uh, yeah, Haraguchi. Uh, you know, I wasn't sure about that finish in the fight uh, against Kaya Sekiro. Um, So... You know, I, I, you know he, he knocked him down, and the referee I thought got in a little bit early. But I I don't know what the crack is with the the Bellator uh, bantamweight um division and Ryzen now. Are they still you know going back and forth against each other? Um, maybe. And if they are, absolutely let, bring bring him over. He deserves a. He deserves whatever, um, whatever he he gets over there because he you know he was a champion wasn't he? And because he got injured, he had to let it go. So yeah. Uh, do you want to see McGregor versus Habib too? Sure. Uh, any news on Gunnar? Yeah, I haven't heard anything about Gunnar in a long time. I just read that Flavin, the amphitheater in Rome, aka the Coliseum, will be open in twenty twenty one three uh, for sporting events. Could you see the UFC debuting in Italy in that arena, or is it too gimmicky for them? It depends how big the arena is. I suppose it'd be unbelievable. Like imagine you can put ten thousand people in there. I'm hundred percent sure they'd do it. It'd be unbelievable. But it Bellator will definitely do that if they can. Do you the, for the UFC? Too gimmicky is a weird one. Like because if it's an arena and if it's covered up and if it's everything good, why wouldn't they do it? Like it'd be unbelievably cool. But the UFC, you know, I think the point here is the UFC don't really do that. The UFC are too fucking. They like they they like four black walls and then an, uh, you know and an octagon with a floor with their stupid sponsors on it like you know, uh, and that's depressing for someone like me who likes a bit of a show around it like I think everyone likes a bit of a show around it okay we love the fights once the fight starts okay let's the show can stop then and absolutely with you know we see with Daniel Cormier's commentary the show needs to stop and it fucking doesn't stop often enough, um but. I would love to see that. They, they, but look at what they did out in Fight Island. They missed the trick completely. There was no bit of fun or anything. Like, imagine if they had the fighters as they walked in, coming from the coming from an octagon on the beach, and then they walked into the actual octagon. Imagine how fun that would have been, or something like that. You know, they could have made it a little bit differently, or could have made it look a little bit differently. And they just, they just didn't bother. It was, it was fucking. I don't know. Do you see? Just they just hate fun. Let's be honest. Right, next question here, Harry Kearns, uh, Ian Gary's biggest fan, why does nobody use number one by Tinchy Strider as a walkout, I don't know, I'm not sure, uh, when will Dana White cop on and bring Royal Rumble to the UFC, if they did, who would you have entrance to number 30, oh, what a great question, uh, I love the Royal Rumble, you need like someone who's coming back, who hasn't been back for a while, oh, Habib at number 30, wouldn't it, that'd make perfect sense, wasn't it, oh, Habib's retired, we'll never see him again, bang, number 30, he's back. Uh, should Marty Morrissey replace DC's commentator? Yes, I, w- I would love to see that. Who would win in a fight? Marty Whelan or Dez Cahill? Ooh, I'd say Dez. Bernard O'Shea or Tommy Tiernan? Tommy Tiernan, I'd say Bernard. T- Tommy fitter. Claire burner Miriam McCallan. Ah, definitely Claire, she's too young. Uh, Ryan Tuberty or Ray Darcy? i say Darcy, Tubberty's too light. Dahi O'Shea, Baz Ashmawi. Baz has done a bit of MMA, I think, so Baz. Uh, would you take a million euro... Um, but DC is the narrator for your whole life. Uh, he just stands behind you all the time and commentates on your existence. <laughs> Noah, I would, I would, <laughs> you could take that million euro and throw it the Z. I do not want that. Uh, okay. Next few questions here from Sean Dini. Uh Israel Adasanya usually weighs underweight about 135 for his title fights. Yan cuts a decent amount of weight. How is Izzy going to make up for that shortfall in size? Um... I think Adesanya's game is more about his speed and movement and technique and lint more than his size. Now, that's grand for Adesanya, but for Jan Blahovic, you have to make that a size game. You have to push him against the cage. You have to hold him there. You have to tire him out in that position. And I think Blahovic is pretty good at doing that. So, you know, this is a a matchup where we all will probably write off Blahovic coming into this matchup. And he might have a good chance of winning this fight because... You know, I don't think he's going to be stupid enough to go in there and just go technique for technique with Adesanya. And I'm, I'm sure he won't be afraid to, to strike with him for, for periods and try to land these big shots and find ways to land shots. Uh, but he's going to make this tough on Adesanya and I'm looking forward to seeing it, to be honest. It makes no sense to fight, but still. It's a good thing that the heavyweight belt isn't vented that often. Quality versus quantity. Yeah, it probably actually is because there aren't that many challengers. Like if you look at it hold on, where's the, the, the division now? If you look at it say like Stephen Miocić is right there at the moment as champion and then he's gonna be fighting um Francis Ingano. Where's the fuck is the division? Um so John, obviously John Jones is the next one coming in but if you look after that okay Curtis Bades is a really good challenger but lost twice to Ingano Jairzinho Rosenstruck is right number three Derek Lewis number four that's all needs to be said really isn't it I know there's some good guys coming through like Overeem like Overeem against Danny, any of those lads again I wouldn't mind seeing um Volkov is not a bad fighter. Cyril Gagne is a good fighter, but after that, you know, slim, slim enough pickings to be honest. Um, should Glover to share a weight out uh, the title fight um, for? Should Glover to share a weight out the title fight and fight Yan for the title in the summer or take a fight in interim? That was a hard question to read. Uh, I think he should wait to be honest, but the problem with waiting is. What, what are they going to do? Like, is John Jones actually going to heavyweight? Uh, if Adesanya wins, is he going straight to heavyweight? Is he going back down to middleweight? It's a tough one because if Vlahovic wins, fair enough. You know, you're probably going to fight him. Um, but if not, the, the guy who wins that fight. Like, I, I would probably wait out to see what happens in that fight. And then uh, if you can't get the fight straight away, then Book something. So that's what I'd probably do. Uh, looking at the rankings and styles of welterweight, it's wonder by the Kryptonite for Usman style. Yeah, he's Boy. Like people forget how good Wonder Boy is. Even I, I bet you, like it's what three weeks now since he fought or whatever. I bet you still people have forgotten again how good Wonder Boy is. But he's a tough matchup for anyone in that division. I don't care who it is. Um. So yeah, I think he's a tough matchup for for Usman. Uh, how disappointed will you be if Zabit hasn't used all of his downtime to build his cardio? Yeah, that's the one glaring issue in his game. So hopefully that will be a thing. Um. How would you see Aldo versus Cody fight going? think it's a very good fight, to be honest, like, Cody is a one-punch knockout guy, um, can he in one-punch knockout Aldo? I don't think he probably can, like, is Aldo going to kick the legs off him and land some big shots, like, Aldo, Aldo you know, and Co- we know what Cody's chin is like, like, I'd expect Cody, it's funny, because Aldo is usually starts well recently, anyway, um, and kind of fades a little bit, but against Cody, I like... It's, I don't know, it's an interesting one, because, like, Cody's, Cody's boxing is very good at times, but, like, other times in, Cody just, like, catches one shot, and his boxing goes straight out the window, you know, or he can do what he did to Dominic Cruz and go five rounds, but anyone with any bit of power at all, unless Cody's knocked him out first, has hurt him, Uh, and I think Aldo has the power, especially being a bigger guy than Cody as well, so... Yeah, it'd be an interesting fight. I'd like to see it. I don't know who'd win to be honest. I, I think I'd think I'd probably pick Aldo, but it'd be an interesting one. Uh if Askarov beats Joseph Benavides, is he undeniably uh is he undeniable for a title shot or will Cody steal it? Um well Moreno's getting it isn't he but then I put Asgrave after I don't need Cody in the discussion having Fidel though 135 and then we'll see uh, is Corey and the worst style matchup there is for Frankie Edgar he's pretty bad actually isn't he you know he's fast elusive yeah, yeah I, I don't think that one's going in well for Frankie to be honest uh, how much of a risk is Pettis taken by going to PFL? The 155 divisions riddled with fighters who excel at pressuring you uh, up against KG. cage. Yeah, they have a few of those wrestlers, actually, don't they? So, might might be interesting. How much of a shame would it be if AJ McKee doesn't make a run in the UFC? He will. He will, he will just have to. He's too good not to. Uh, would you be more inclined to follow the contender series if the prospect for the current UFC fighter with the winner taking a roster spot? Yeah, I thought that was what it was going to be at the start. Look, it's just... It's four fights between lads I've never heard of most of the time. So I'm like, I watch enough fights. I have enough stuff to do. I can't get invested in that. I just can't. I can't be watching another uh, event every week for seven or eight weeks at, what, two o'clock in the morning. I just can't do it. I just can't invest in that again unless there's something that... really brings me in we're going to see those fighters down the line whether it's Dan Ige or whoever else it might be or Kevin Holland so there's no problem you know there's no problem Uh, is there simply too much MMA available on TV for a show like The Ultimate Fighter to work Um, yeah I think there. like The Ultimate Fighter works because what The Ultimate Fighter is for the UFC and for um, ESPN Or ESPN Plus—it's more content, and that's all the UFC have wanted to do over the last while. They're just content, 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 content. It doesn't matter, uh, what the quality is. It doesn't matter, you know. They just need content to fill space and you know fill time to make more money. So. Look, that's what, they're, uh, that's what they're doing, and that's what The Ultimate Fighter's coming back for. Uh, Derek Brunson is a prospect spoiler. If Kevin Holland gets to win, is he a bona fide contender? Yeah, I think Kevin Holland's right up there. See, Kevin Holland won MMA Junkie Fighter of the Year, though. I thought that was a bit weird. How Like, how can he win it over Davidson Figueiredo? makes absolutely no sense at all, but anyway. Uh, is Jimmy Cruz too clinical and powerful for Johnny Walker's style? It's a big good fight, because Johnny Walker, you know, okay, Jimmy Cruz is, yeah technically a very good fighter, a very powerful guy, Johnny is a good fighter though, and, and it's a an odd matchup for a lot of people, so be interesting to see what happens in that, okay, let's run through the last few here pretty quickly, uh, because I don't want to fuck myself up, uh, if they start an Adam division division, um, do you let Watterson versus Tisha Taras open it, or do you start completely fresh, no, I'd give, I'd make that the title shot, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense, I think they're two very good fighters, and they've both fought down there before, so, yeah, I'd make that fight, what happens if John Jones moves up? It doesn't work out for him. Retirement or return to 205? Yeah, I think he'll come back down to 205. Who will fight first in 2021? Nate Diaz or Leon Edwards? Well, Leon Edwards is booked, so you'd have to see him. Uh, how do you see Anthony Smith versus Paul Craig going? Is there a choker's chance? Yeah, look. Paul Craig looked good in his last fight. He looked more athletic and big, and his striking looked better. Um... Uh, where Anthony Smith you know Anthony Smith will definitely have the advantage striking uh, but Paul Craig always has that triangle and he's good cardio and he keeps it going late in rounds so yeah I'd pick Anthony Smith but Paul Craig does have a chance uh, Overeem versus Lewis have never fought each other um, how did that not happen yeah make it happen how quickly is Alexi Olenek going to Ezekiel Cho Chris Dacus probably pretty quickly um, that above is a fucking hilarious question which one I don't know uh, Jack Shore just, okay from William Dugdown Jack Shore um, Mason Jones Paul Hughes Ian Gary Jake Hadley Jack Cartwright which ones would you go as far as bet money on becoming a UFC champion in their career oh that's a tough that's a tough question because the, the problem with all of those lads is they're all very good divisions you know if there was like an excellent heavyweight or something here I'd be like oh yeah well you know maybe um, but like all of those guys could reach their potential and still not champion. like look at Wonderboy, like l- let's say if we look at Ian Gary, he could be the best version of Ian Gary ever can be, and he might end up like Wonderboy, you know, and uh, just, just not be right there, so to say someone's going to win a title, it's very, very tough, Can uh, like I look at all those guys named there, and can all of them, m- maybe, you know, I might take out one or two, but most of those guys there, I think almost all of them could have the potential to be good enough to win a title, um but w- like it's not that simple it's not that simple like i think like jake hadley and jack cartwright the two of them lads are really really good because they're very good strikers and they're the dominant wrestlers as well especially jack cartwright I, i'm interested to see how he goes over next year and see what happens with him as he's you know he's very 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 you know. ...dangerous in all areas... Um, ...so I'd love to see him... I, ...I wouldn't mind seeing him get one more title... ...fight or, uh, in, in Cage wars and then going... ...but I think he probably will be in the UFC next so. up... Um, ...Don Stickney, ...should the Bronx take another fight... ...if Dana does make Connor versus Dustin... ...for de- a vacant belt... There's the winner of Hooker Chandler and Gaethje out there as well. Uh, so, the Bronx is probably not getting the first title shot. Yeah, on the flip side, he just dominated Tony and on 8-fight an win streak. So, yeah, like there's a, as he mentions here as well, there's been a link now to Gaethje. Like, it's tough. In any other division, I'd probably say wait out. You have an 8-fight win streak. You just be one of the best guys in the division. What more do you need to do? But at lightweight you probably do need to take another fight, you probably do need to fight Justin Gage, even though it makes, I don't know, it makes little sense in terms of like, what more can you do, it can only get thick and worse for you, so, um, and that's a very losable fight for Charles Oliveira, even though he's a really, really good fighter, but, it's it's tough, I'd probably just wait anyway, to see how this mcgregor um, paria fight goes, and see what Habib says, so, yeah, I'd probably give it another couple of weeks. There's no harm giving it a couple of weeks and see what happens in. Like, don't sign the fight right now, but... Anyway. Uh, how hu- huge is the asterisk besides Limerick Winter All-Ireland win? No way the team of gym heads wins All-Ireland next year. How fucking dare you? Limerick, uh... Yeah, like we're it's it's weird <laughs> following Limerick and having the best team in the world. Like it's it just makes no sense. Uh, but now we have. I watched it again last night. Um, the fifteen minute the uh, Sunday game review of the of the game was just brilliant. Absolutely, I can't believe I'm so proud of them. They're they're absolutely brilliant. Um, John Cleary, if the UFC hold a card in Dublin later this year, what is your main event? Uh, oh God, uh, I take anything now at this stage. Let's see. Let me look through the divisions here. I'm gonna go Wanderby versus Gunny Nelson. There you go. That's my uh, that's my one. Um Chris Murphy, firstly thanks for putting out material over the holiday period, it was great having something to listened to, no problem at all, uh, everyone is looking uh, overlooking Poirier, Par- his resume in the past few years contains finishes like Pettis, uh, Gaethje, Alvarez as well as hard fought decisions over Jim Miller, Holloway, Dan Hooker, if McGregor loses does it harm his legacy more than any other loss to date? Um, I don't know. Uh, this legacy thing, I think, is an odd thing, but the, the other point about people overlooking Paria, absolutely. And, you know, we'll obviously get into this fight a lot more in the coming weeks if I survive, and I, I'm getting through this pretty okay, so, um, I think people are absolutely overlooking Dustin Paria in this. You know, there was this thing a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago, even, like, who has improved more since the first fight, McGregor or Paria? There's no question about it. Paria has absolutely improved the more since the first fight. No question whatsoever about it. Now, is has he improved enough to catch up with McGregor, or has not McGregor, um, gone down? Uh, you know, in his ability since that first fight. That well, that's the question we all uh, need to need answered here, and that's the question which will be answered here in in two weeks' time. Um. But it's, it's a way closer fight now I think than it was back then. Even though back then, it was more unknown. But we we found out very quickly after it what McGregor's level was. Uh and it, you know it wasn't that we found out Poirier was on a low level. We found out McGregor's on a very very high level. So um, yeah, it's uh it's a very very interesting fight and one where both Dustin Poirier. Absolutely does have a chance. He's a big, big chance. And it's one where, you know, it's this soap versus sopa this striker versus striker, jab versus jab, power versus power. Um, you know, this guy who's an expert at getting into people's heads against a guy in the past who's been a little bit mentally fragile, but it seems to have put that behind him. And has now become this, you know, um, this this just beast inside the cage who can go in there against anyone and, and put on a, a really good performance against him and believes he's going to win. Um, and that to me makes this a very very exciting fight. And obviously, we'll talk a lot more about Rover next the So, uh, what does how does UFC deal with Mike Perry going forward? Uh, his ex-wife said the trouble started after his KO lost to Neil, so it's very possible that his behavior was caused by head trauma. Well, that's that. Uh, I don't know if he's very possible that his behavior was caused by head trauma. I don't know if that's true or not true. But like Mike Mike Perry is one of those guys where they've said they'll do things about him and about his behaviour and things like that but it doesn't seem to be changing at all and they still don't do anything so I don't know it's Mike Perry is a guy who's kind of easy to make an example of but they don't seem to want to do it like if this was you know John Jones or McGregor or Ronda Rousey or whoever it might be okay it's harder to make an example of them because they're making you so much money and everyone t- now okay if you know maybe it shouldn't matter who it is but it does if we're being realistic about it um, and they still haven't done it so it's very very odd very odd thoughts uh, this is an interesting question here Christopher Graham thoughts on Arlaski versus Tom Aspinall what's your take on the matchmaking who wins and how I don't like this matchmaking I really don't like this matchmaking I think it's a little bit early for Tom Aspinall I don't think there's any need for it whatsoever no I think Aspinall is a very very good fighter will he win this fight maybe you know I probably just about favor him to win it but like why put him in this fight so early you know, why you putting him against Arlovsky so early? Give him another two fights and put him against Arlovsky at the end of next year. You know, I just. I'm, Arlovsky makes so many people look bad and look amateurish. Like, I don't. Why are you taking that risk against someone who's obviously a really good up and comer? Uh, uh, like, Aspinall's obviously a really good up and comer. And you don't have any of those nearly in the UFC uh, at heavyweight. Okay, you've Gagne, who's kind of past that line now, but. It makes makes very little sense to me. Very little sense. Um, how do you feel about Hamzat pulling out of his fight with Rona, then doing a massless, non-social distance world tour? Yeah, he's with um, he's with Kadyrov again, which you know is very obviously very very bad. He shouldn't be shouldn't be doing that. But like. I don't know, from the parts of the world he's in, how much say has he in it is the one question I'd ask, but still looks so bad for MMA, and, you know, he's he says he's long Rona, which is okay, like, he should be, he should be wearing his mask and everything like that, but um, he's not going to be able to spread it or anything, so I wouldn't criticize him too much for, for that part of it, but yeah it's look it's odd uh and bad sorry to hear about your flu oh thanks sort of fucking denier here uh how was it where do you think you got it anyone else in the family get it how are you feeling now yeah well i'll explain it maybe all next week when when i come back when i'm over totally but yeah i caught it from someone in the family so i was one of the household transmissions and he got it from um from work so i wasn't you know, it wasn't nefarious means or anything. We know kind of how we got it and stuff. So, it was... Uh, yeah, and a few of us have had it. So, no, nothing too serious, to be honest. But, uh, I've just... It's been a struggle for the last few days, I won't lie. And, it's... Um, you know, it's been tough. But, not in... You know, I've not been hospitalized or anything like that either. So, it's uh, its grand. But, it's, uh, it's <laughs> like wear a mask. It's fucking no laughing matter. You don't want to go through this for a week or two weeks. And, I'm still going through it. And, hopefully... You know, I'm, I'm actually, I'm surprised I've gotten through this so well, but hopefully by uh, by next week I'll be back to normal and things, but it's, uh, the tiredness and stuff is a fucking killer, and the sharpness of breath is an absolute fucking killer. Um, uh, but yeah, other than that, it's, uh, I'm, I'm doing okay. Uh, how was there only one single rioter of the hundreds who tried to enter the US Capitol building shot when a black man in Kenosha was shot uh, in the back seven times while trying to get into his own car? yeah, like, I'm, I'm not the biggest one in, on the American stuff, and the politics, and things like that, and I try to steer away from it as much as I possibly can, but, yeah, it was crazy just seeing, like, those people standing around there, and I was listening to the news, and they were saying, like, the people are not allowed in there, you know, this is trespassing, this is government, you know, uh, land, like, and imagine if someone, like, I imagine if someone does that, right, You they walk onto the, the Capitol building or the White House or whatever it might be, like, those people are getting fucking shot. <laughs> like, that's what I think of America. That's what I think. Like, I, I think, like, these, they keep their buildings extremely safe and they fucking snipers and everything out there and those people are getting picked off the second they come in. Like, why did that not happen? I, I, like, and I'm not saying just go in and fucking shoot everyone, but, like, why were those people allowed just, like, walk on, walk in, t- t- you know, uh, almost untouched, just, I I don't know, it's, it's a fucked up place at the moment, so, all right, last couple of questions here, Uh, do you see any parallels between Erwin Rivera, action towards his sisters, and Chris Benoit's murder of his wife and son tough questions here for me, didn't it, I asked, like, it was the first thing I thought of, to be honest, but, um, this Erwin Rivera thing is interesting, I was reading up beginning it, he's so, if the if i'm if i'm correct at the moment and i have read two or three different things but it's it's hard to get a grasp on what exactly what happened so even then his the sister's room and stabbed his sisters and uh, now he's been done for attempted murder but this, his sisters aren't dead i believe they were injured and some of his family have come out and said it's you know his mental state more than anything please like be easy with him and we want him back in our family and everything like that so it's a it's a more complicated situation than one guy just kind of gone off his head or, or doing something really bad I, I think you know let this play out a little bit more let more information come out about it and then we'll talk about it I don't think this is a case straight away where you go and you know you know absolutely tear this guy to pieces straight away let's let's let this play out for a, for a second and see what happens obviously a terrible incident and you one you don't want connected to mma uh but yeah parallels look nobody died as far as i'm aware so far when i'm recording this anyway the last i read last night of it no one had died yet uh, so you know hopefully that stays the way so um, right last question here of Christopher Graham thanks everyone for all the questions thanks everyone for listening uh, what are your thoughts on three titles being defended on the pay-per-view I'm always for big pay-per-views I'm always for stacking pay-per-views and making them as big and good as you possibly can. Uh, so, I have absolutely no problem with that at all. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like it. And, obviously, the, the one coming up here. Who is it? Nunes. Nunes is on the pay-per-view. Let me, let me just look it up here uh, quickly. Maybe it's in the the betting here on already is it. Uh, so, it's what? E... UFC. E... UFC. What is it? 259. Um, so... oh yeah so this is it Um, Perian versus Aljamain Sterling oh I like that Uh, Israel Adesanya versus uh, Jan Blachowicz and Amanda Nunes versus Megan Anderson so yeah so you have um, the middleweight champion the light heavyweight champion the women's bantamweight champion, the women's featherweight champion and the men's bantamweight champion all on the same card. Pretty good. I won't fault that. After that as well, you've, you've Rakic versus Chago Santos. What a fight that is. Uh, Randy Costa, Trevin Giles, Benavidez, Asgroff, which you spoke about earlier, Dominic Cruz, Casey Kenny, Jake Matthews, Sa- Sean Brady, Ireland's own. Uh, Isla Makachev versus Drew Dober, Tim Elliott, Jordan Espinoza, Sonia Don, Kyler Phillips. Pretty fucking pretty good. Some pretty good fights there. So yeah alright everyone um thanks very much for listening uh hopefully by this time next week we'll be back to normal i think graham graham's in brazil at the moment so i think graham will be uh back as well um before uh before next week so uh hopefully all will be well all will be normal again appreciate the support um sign up for patreon patreon.com forward slash severeman podcast i actually for the first time ever i don't know how much stuff will be out over next week on patreon but from uh you know from the point that i get better on i will be back to normal and uh we will uh we will do it all well i'm sure uh ian and jake and the other lads might have uh something going as well over there over the next while so thanks very much for listening happy new year to everyone manscaped promo code severe mma uh 20 off and uh free shipping and i will see you all next time good luck